Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, the president of California State University, Long Beach, Dr. F. King Alexander. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us. Tonight, our guest for the entire show is the president of California State University, Long Beach, Dr. F. King Alexander. Mr. Prez, welcome back to Straight Talk. It's great to be back, Art. Our show is coming to you from advanced media production studio on the campus and we appreciate the use of this wonderful facility. It's great to have you here as well. <laughs> this show is being webcast worldwide during the commencement week ceremonies of uh, California State University Long Beach May 26th through Friday May 28th. Parents throughout the world will be able to see their kids get that diploma and shake your hand. That's it. Parents, family members, uh, military folks, people who, who didn't get a chance to come and actually participate in person, they, they'll get a chance to see it worldwide. This is your, your fifth commencement ceremony, Mr. President. How does it feel? Well, it feels like it's flown by quite, quite quickly. Um, we, and, but it's always, this time of year is, is an exciting time of year for us because we know that thousands and thousands of people will be coming to our ceremonies. We have nine different ceremonies. And we've never had the type of graduating classes that we're graduating today. We've, we'll graduate nearly 9,200 students, which wow. is an all-time record for our university. Wow. Well, let's start with the, the state budget crisis, which obviously is having a severe impact on, on higher education. Give our viewers a sense of, of where we stand budget-wise. Well, right now, uh, we're clinging to the governor's uh, proposed budget, uh, the January budget, and, and uh, the May revise, which we believe will be very supportive and, and has been supportive of at least restoring some of the cuts to higher education. 
Last year, uh, when we were sitting here last year at graduation time, we weren't sure what our budget was going to be, and then about four months later, we lost 24% of our operating budget from the state of California. And that's impacted uh, access? That's impacted access. Number of classes? That's right. We normally take about 9,000 students every fall. We're taking about 5,400 this fall because uh, those are the the number of students who aren't funded by the state of California. Wow, that is a dramatic drop in enrollment. Well, especially when you consider that demand has never been greater. We received 70,500 applications for those 50, roughly 5,500 spots. It's harder to get into Long Beach State than UCLA statistically. We're not saying that we're above UCLA uh, academically, but statistically everyone wants to come to the beach and in part because of your leadership and uh, a dedicated faculty and staff. This is a hot school. Well, it's a hot school, and, and uh, un, unlike some of those other schools that we we, we continually uh, we go up against when we're recruiting students, uh, UCLA is one of them, certainly, uh, that our faculty teach our freshmen. Our faculty are in the classroom with our freshmen. We, we believe in high-quality teaching uh, that also is re- research-driven teaching, um, but we do not we do not push our, our, most of our faculty into solely graduate programs. Uh, when I was at the University of Illinois, that's all I saw was graduate students, actually. And yeah. I never really saw the undergraduates unless I went to a sporting event. So our faculty are teaching undergraduates, freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors. And uh, I think the word gets around pretty quickly that they're doing an excellent job. And that availability and accessibility of faculty, uh, every faculty has office, several hours a week of office hours, and the students utilize that so they can, they can sit down with that faculty member if they have a question or a concern. Uh, I, I'm thinking back to my college. I went to a very good college, university. I never in four years went to the, I don't even know where the offices were for the faculty. Yeah. I mean, they were great teachers, great courses, but you went there, took your notes, took the exam, and that, that was it. Well, that, that's why these graduation ceremonies are so wonderful. Uh, you, you see the connection between the students and our faculty who are participating them in together. Um, our faculty participate. Each one of the students brings about 12 family members to these graduations. Yeah. And you can just see the connection. And even though we may have 30, 36,000 students on campus, it doesn't feel like that because you know so many people, the students get to know the faculty and the faculty get to know their students. And uh, <clears throat> those pictures with pride of the parents and the faculty member after, in robes after graduation, mm-hmm. the, the, the kids want to introduce their parents to, 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 their, to the people the who played an instrumental part yeah. in their lives. And it's not, it's not simply just our faculty, it's our wonderful staff. We've got countless staff that spend days and days tracking our students down to help them get through barriers, to help them get through problems. And, and it, the, result, the result effect of that is that our university now ranks among the top 10th percentile in the United States in graduation of every ethnic category group, racial category group. We're in the top 10th percentile in the country among our peers. And uh, I know that many of our students are first-generation college graduates, so it's a really big thing for the family. It's a life changer. It's a very big thing for the family, and we know it's very big for the students as well, and that's why they bring so many people who will, yeah. who will come to the campus and come to the ceremonies. And that's another reason why we let each and every one of them walk across the stage. It takes us three days to get through it, but uh, it's, it's worth it for each and every one of those students to get their moment in the sun. Well, I've never missed a graduation in 35 years, and to me it's symbolic of everything that we're here to do. Exactly, exactly. Let's look to the future budget-wise. Uh, it's been a tough year this year. Uh, we're getting some stimulus funds that, that may help next year, but, but uh, give, run us through next year and the next few years. What do you see? 
Well, I, I, California's uh, Sacramento is still very dysfunctional when it comes to operating. Um, so we really get a lot of mixed messages. Uh, if it wasn't for these maintenance of effort provisions in the stimulus funds that we've gotten written into the language, the federal language that stops the state from from cutting us even further, uh, we'd be looking at a much much more dire strait for the coming year. Dire straits in the coming year, but. Uh, having said that, uh, we do support what the governor is fighting for, at least to restore some of the funding that, that hit us last September. And it gives us about 38% back of what was cut out. Okay. Well, we'll be continuing our conversation with the Prez, but first we have to pause for these messages. Stay with us. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. The Port of Long Beach, one of the region's largest construction contractors, has work for businesses big and small. The SBE, or Small Business Enterprise Program, was established by the Board of Harbor Commissioners in 2004 to boost the local economy. Through this program, small businesses get a chance at big port contracts in the areas of construction, environmental consulting, engineering and architectural services, and more. To learn more, log on to www.polb.com or call 562-590-4146. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider, providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program. We are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach. When you have a choice, choose the best. Get ahead the summer at the beach. Cal State Long Beach is offering hundreds of courses in three convenient sessions. Accelerate progress toward graduation or update your professional skills. Anyone can attend summer sessions. You don't have to be a CSULB student. There are three summer sessions to choose from, two six-week sessions and one 12-week session. Registration begins March 22nd for CSULB students and April 5th for everybody else. For more information, call or visit our website. Go Beach! Continue our conversation with the president of California State University, Long Beach, Dr. F. King Alexander. I know you would share the view of so many that the miracle of California historically has been the availability of high quality, low cost higher education and where the state is really putting that at risk. Uh, higher education is at risk, but also K-12 education is at risk. Yeah. Um, I know it, uh, the recent uh, NEA statistics show that California's dropped to 45th in per pupil funding. And that's below Kentucky, that's below Alabama, South Carolina, West Virginia, much, much poorer states. And uh, that, that really is the key. Uh, that has been the key to building California's economy is a good K-12 system and, and a very accessible and high-quality higher education system that has numerous choices for our students. And all of this is, has come under jeopardy under the current priorities that we're dealing with in the state of California. Well, let's turn to another subject. Uh, this is some really good news, and I know this is something you've worked on for years. By the way, our guest has a Ph.D. in higher education finance. He really is an expert 
in the area. It's so great to see a melding of academic training and <laughs> having that position where you can use it. But you've been leading the battle for years to change the student loan program, and there was a big victory this year. Just share it with our Well, it, the victory actually, and this is kind of the part that most people don't, didn't see coming, in, which was rolled into the health bill, was called the SAFRA bill. The SAFRA bill, really since 1992, we've been working to try to utilize the funding that has been going to banks uh, for processing and dealing with the student loans that our students get. So if a student wants a loan, historically, he went to a bank, not the government. Right. They go to a bank and they pick one to three or one. We send them one to three or four vendors and then they go out and then they interact with the bank and then get the resources, which has led to us numerous problems for our students. But more importantly, it's actually cost the federal government $10 billion a year in, in basically bank welfare uh, that has gone to the banks. Banks make a lot of money in these loans. Banks and the... And, the and, they, and they're, no, they're risk-free because the government's... It's spent. the easiest loan a bank could make because <laughs> if the student goes into default, then the federal government picks up the default. So there's no risk at all. So for years, you were trying to get this changed so that the student would go directly to the federal government to get the loan. We have been fighting for this to, to because we know that the Department of Education can get it done. And in fact, we've been trying to get this... Uh, uh, get the middle player out, which saves our students' resources that they can use for their education, and it allows institutions to process their, their loans, their grants, and in a much more timely manner so that our students can get the resources when they need them. And this passed uh, a couple months ago with the passage of the health care legislation, uh, $61 billion was saved for students going to higher education. So that's $61 billion that's over a period of years is going out of the pockets of the banks and into uh, student uh, It's going loans. into students and uh, going into their educational needs and going to the institutions that serve them. And that was based, that was $10 billion a year over the next nine, over the next nine years. Wow. So it's a savings of actually $87 billion wow. that, that was put into that package in the health care bill. And that allows additional Pell Grants, for example. That allows additional Pell Grant increases, but more importantly, it shores up our Pell Grants because we have so many more students getting Pell Grants, the federal government didn't, wasn't sure where next year's Pell Grants were going to come from. Uh, other good news involves uh, construction on the campus. Despite these budget uh, uh, constraints, some exciting things are happening on campus. Well, we actually still have probably the largest construction program going in the history of our university. We wow. have a $110 million science building that's ahead of schedule. Uh, it's scheduled to open either January through April of next year. That will really give us one of the best science complexes in the West Coast. Uh, the Student Recreational Wellness Center, that our students passed a fee for themselves to, to create a facility for them for exercise, wellness, and health. It will be opened on August 1st, and it's a $70 million facility. And our, our new School of Nursing facility with four high-quality classroom and laboratories, which is right, right across the street from Broadman Hall. That building gets our nursing students, and we graduate about 350 nurses a year. And that gives them the type of quality facilities that they have been deserving for many, many years. I know our nursing program historically has been impacted because of, uh, of, of space, and, uh, and but there are jobs, obviously, for nurses. I mean, you, you, go, through that, you go through that yeah. program, you're guaranteed a good job. Their starting salaries are in the 80s, and they can oh, go any, anywhere they want to go in the United States. I mean, yeah. they're, they're so sought after that we just can't. We're the, the largest producer of nurses in, in the state of California. Really? With, and yet, we still can't get enough out there. Let's go back to the Wellness Center, because that, that, that is big. And who can use that, and how does that work? Well, our students will have access to it with, just by paying their fees, uh, the normal fees that they pay to go to school. So all they do is come in and swipe a card or show their ID, and they're in. They can use it, and it'll be open from 6 o'clock in the morning till midnight every day. 
Uh, faculty and staff can join as well, and we'd like to see as many faculty and staff because we like to see that interaction. Any place we can get our faculty, staff, and students together, I think you build bonds and build lifetime bonds and networking, the type of experiences that our students, we want them to have when they leave this institution. And one of the historical problems of this university, and as you know, I've been here around here for, embarrassed to say, 35 years, was it used to be known as the mausoleum on the hill. There's this wall between the town and the gown, and they were in their own world. But over the years, things have, have happened to bring the two together, and things like the Pyramid and the beautiful Carpenter Performing Arts Center and now the Wellness Center. I mean, it, it, we want to uh, reduce the commuter campus aspect of this university give students more reasons to stay on campus, such as the Wellness right, Center. Right. I know you've put Starbucks in the library and done other things to try and make this more homey. Well, we want our students here seven days a week, yeah. not just here for class. And we believe if our students just come here and go to class and leave and go about their business somewhere else, we believe they're only going to get about half of the collegiate experience that they Absolutely. normally would get. And yeah. it's about the friendships. It's about building networks. It's about interacting and understanding what other majors are and what professions and jobs that will lead to as well. So we want our students here seven days a week. This facility will do more than any single facility that we have besides the student union to, to welcome our students here seven days a week. Amen to that. And we'll be back with more with the Prez after these messages. Stay with us. Phil Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh, no! All right, you little trout sniffer. I've been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, Dog. I'm totally naked right now. We're continuing a conversation with President F. King Alexander, California State University, Long Beach. We were talking about the historical roots of this university as kind of being the mausoleum on the hill, and it has evolved into a very vibrant part of the community. And 
your wonderful predecessor, Dr. Maxson, used to say you can't have a great university without, without a great city, and you can't have a great city without a great university. I know you share that view. I share that. In fact, in, in many ways, I think that uh, in, in, in Long Beach is quickly becoming, uh, instead of a city with a university in it, it's quickly becoming a university city. Wow. Uh, this involves the teaching, the service, the research. Uh, Thirty-five percent of our students volunteer throughout this community. Uh, our students work, uh, 80% of them are working somewhere in this community, and there's virtually nowhere you can go that you won't find our, you won't find our students, whether it's in the restaurants or in the uh, shopping areas or anywhere else. Our students are everywhere, and they're helping build the economy of Long yeah. Beach. Well, uh, the university is a major employer in town, and speak to the economic impact that the university has on the community. Well, the, and the recent study uh, clearly shows that for every dollar that's invested in our students or in our campus, uh, it brings $5.43 back to the community around it. There are so many spillover effects of having a big university. Uh, our students spend anywhere from ten to 12000 in the community, each and every one of them, each year. Uh, international students tend to spend a little bit more because they need more things than even our local students do. So as an economic driver, uh, universities and, and, and throughout the nation have made many communities recession-proof or at least a lot less uh, restrictive when it comes to bad economic times. So reducing the enrollment, as we were forced to do from 9,000, I think you said uh, to about five, reducing 4,000 or so students... It has an it economic matters. impact. It has a significant e economic impact because we also don't have about a hundred, couple hundred lecturers employed who would be serving those four and a half thousand students who aren't here. And those students will be somewhere. They're going to go somewhere. And, and one of the dangers of what we're seeing with these restrictions in California, California has gone from roughly having about a net loss of about 14,000 students a decade ago that have gone to other states. That's grown to about 25,000 this past year. Wow. So a lot of these talented students who are also economic drivers and economic engines are going elsewhere because, because of the restrictions that we've been, ha we've been forced to endure from our legislature. Well, I'd like everyone just to think of this little saying, which we used some years ago in, con in another connection. But if, if you think education is expensive, <laughs> try ignorance. Yeah. And that's very true. That's very true. And it's not just about access, providing access. Uh, it's, it's about getting our students through. And when the student drops out, when a student drops out, their earnings potential virtually is still the same as a student who never pursued college in the first place and just got out of high school. Wow. So they have to finish. And that's what we, we're here, each and every one of us on our campus, are dedicated to figuring out ways to help them get through faster and to help them get through and receive their degrees and walk across the stage. Let's turn briefly to athletics. I know you played ball when you were in college and were pretty good in, in basketball. And uh, we've tried to invigorate our men's basketball program, which is kind of key to the whole athletic puzzle, but speak to our athletic program. Well, we've got an excellent athletic program, and uh, we do so well in so many, so many sports. And uh, baseball, we've taken over Blair Field. We're now managing and operating Blair Field, which is great for our players. They get to practice there now. Basketball, we're building a great program. We almost we came a game away from the NCAA tournament last year, but... Uh, people tended, tended to forget we're starting four sophomores. So yeah. we've got everybody coming back. Our women's basketball team had an excellent year, one of the best years that, we, that, that, that they've had in the last four years. They're on their way up. Uh, men's basketball is going to be exciting. Women's Baseball, tennis. Women's tennis uh, just wins the conference each and every year with our new tennis, thanks to the Rhodes family, the, our new tennis complex. Uh, so we're, we actually expect a lot from our student-athletes and our coaches, and they just do an outstanding job, and they're just vital parts of our university community. And I know the community has supported financially uh, Long Beach State for many years, 
but we still don't have the money for as many scholarships as we'd like to be able to give out. Right. And on the table for some time has been a, a fee that could be imposed on students to raise money for scholarships. Well, stu students have a responsibility to, to, to support our athletic program because it is about student life. And uh, our students demand uh, good athletics. They attend the events. They take pride in them. Our alumni do as well. Uh, so athletics is a very important part of American higher education and has grown to become that way. I realize that there have been a lot of increases in student fees. They're paying more and getting less in their minds and, and probably yeah. in reality. And it may not be the most popular thing for a president to do to impose a fee, but are you, are you still considering that? Well, we're still considering that. And, but, but more importantly, what people don't know is that our university has done a better job at, being, at keeping our prices low. We're the most affordable four-year university in, in California and among the most affordable in the United States. There's not ten universities out there that offer what we do that charge less than we yeah. do. And for $4,300, that's what our students for two semesters, when the national public university average is about 7400 Wow. So our students are getting a lot. And uh, we're rated best of the West by... Right. We're one of the best values by U.S. News World Report. We've just been ranked uh, as one of the best 15 universities in the SERB in terms of graduating our students and graduation improvement. Uh, our students are really getting a lot, and, and there's nowhere else they could go where they actually would be paying less yeah. to receive this type of education. Okay, we'll be coming back with the remaining portions of our show, but first we need to pause for these messages. Stay with us. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Renaissance Pleasure Fair, now in L.A. at Santa Fe Dam. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah. But if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. California State University Long Beach has become one of the great universities of our state. We recently had over 70,000 applications for 5,000 places. It's harder to get in here than UCLA. Everyone seems to want to go to the beach. Why? 
I would argue, inspired leadership starting with our guest, President Alexander, dedicated faculty and staff, and motivated students such as our President's scholars. Despite our current challenges, I would predict that good times lie ahead for the beach. And Mr. President, I, I know you're a basic optimist. Uh, despite these budget situations, good times ahead. Good times will be, they're, they're actually happening all around us. And it's a tribute to our faculty and staff in the community, how much it embraces our university. And um, just, just I know who's going, last year, and I know this year, we had over 700 engineering graduates. Um, wow. I mentioned the nurses earlier. But our school teachers, our others, um, we really impact the community. Okay, thank you for again joining us. Thank you at home for watching, and please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.